In a world of podcasts about movies, sci-fi, TV, and podcasts about sci-fi, TV, and movies, two women chose to add their voices to the fray. Two sisters. One woman was willing to go to any length to explain away plot holes and bad pacing. I don't think, first of all, much like the entirety of this film, I don't think we're supposed to ask a lot of questions. The other, though, had no such sympathies. Oh, I hate it. I hate it. Together, they joined forces to highlight the good, the bad, and the truly bizarre. This is See You Next Week in Space. It's another week, another installment of See You Next Week in Space. And uh, as usual, it's like, what kind of question does this particular content um, kind of make me think about? I am curious. Um, well, see, because I actually have two questions. One, and they're both mm. connected to our pre-recording, uh, let's call it a production call. Um <laughs> generous okay well we did not this is not usual usually we just gab for a little bit and then get going on what we're doing um but you actually started out our gab session today with questions about the show that's true um that's true specifically what you asked me is what is anime Oh, you're blowing up my spot. <laughs> and, well, it wasn't like, what is it like, I've never heard of it in my life, what is this thing? Um, which you couldn't even say at yeah. this point because we've talked about anime in the past um, on the show. Yeah. Uh, but so um, I guess why don't you say like what, like what your confusion was about what constituted anime? Yeah, I guess I just wasn't sure what exactly, like, I would say I know anime when I see it, so I kind of thought it had to do with a type of drawing, Mm -hmm. but I also wasn't sure if it had to do with content. Right. Like, I was like, does it have to be about, um, I would say this show made me question that because it seemed different than what I had pictured. Anime, I thought, always was sort of like, like fighting like it was mm. some sort of like there was always like again the, I think of uh the last airbender for some reason yeah that's like, a when you said that I also it. thought that was strange <laughs> I was like last is airbender strange? I don't um, know I mean it is anime it, and it's a well-known one so I guess it's not weird in that that's sense. probably why because um, but I, I just thought it was like cuts by any means it just felt like a a weird pull I guess to me like I would have like because I really don't know much about anime yeah well because like that's like we've done cowboy bebop I was just looking through the things we've done we've done cowboy oh, bebop I forgot about that which is a pretty classic one I was and I, I said to you on on said production call I was expecting you to say something maybe about Sailor Moon which was another one that was popular when we were younger and was kind of out there more um and I never remembered I never I never clocked any of those. I don't know why Last Airbender is coming to yeah, mind. I couldn't even I, tell you much about that. Yeah. I couldn't even tell you much about that other than that there's like, uh, I guess I also thought anime had something a little bit more um, 
I would say less science fictiony and a little bit more mystical. Okay. Like, and I mm-hmm. guess again, that's probably coming from the last Airbender because I think that whole yeah. idea of being yeah. an Airbender is sort of like mystical, magical. Yeah. I th- I think um, I would describe the genre that that is is as fantasy, um, more yeah, yeah, or less. Yeah. Like maybe slightly yeah. some adventure as well, but like mostly fantasy is what I would yeah. say. So I guess I was just sort of curious what specifically made something anime. Was it just the drawing style? Was it the uh, subject matter? What? Like yeah. it, I wasn't sure. Well, so that then, I felt like I had an answer to that question. But before I, I wanted to be sure. Um, so according to Wikipedia, for those of you who've perhaps wondered similarly, is anime just kind of like... Um, referring to kind of a big scope of things or what, um, it primarily is about the style of the um, animation itself, uh, which I don't know how much is still hand-drawn anymore, but at one point um, it was hand-drawn. Now it's probably mostly Mm -hmm. uh, computer-generated, would be my guess. Um, But the anime, what distinguishes anime from anything else is that it's made in Japan. Um, Even when something looks similar, um, if it's not made in Japan, then it is... It's not true. Yeah, it's anime-influenced rather than Mm. anime itself. And I definitely didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know that it was such a hard line about it has to be from Japan for it to be anime. I didn't know that. And I also didn't... And I also... Like, if something, for example, was drawn in a different style than what you normally see, I would think, I wouldn't think anime. I would, because I really did think that the drawing style was specific. Yeah, well, and I think that it is to some degree. Um, Like, and especially the stuff we'll talk about today, the show we're talking about today, has what I would describe, and I'm certainly no expert, um, but what I would describe as a very typical and traditional anime look that is what we would expect from something coming out of japan in the 70s and 80s um yeah but i and we'll talk about this shortly this particular um bit of animation is is and isn't anime because the animation was done in japan but this was a series of different anime uh, TV shows that were then cobbled together into something else for an American and probably better said English speaking audience in the 80s which is that's uniquely weird. strange that's that's really weird to me because especially in animation I feel like it would be very easy well what do I know but it seems like it would be easy to dub if you're wanting it to just be in English to, to dub that in without having to totally splice it in terms of story. Yeah, well, and I don't know enough about any of these to know where, like, the differences lie. Um, mm. But basically, it's like there was a pre-existing Japanese show uh, that then they were like, we're going to adapt to an English-speaking market and yes, the the dubbing mm-hmm. then gets redone, and you know who cares. Um, but yeah, I it seems as though there's some feeling that um, it can't be a direct like 
tra- like transfer mm. somehow. So like, I mean, maybe th- maybe there was parts of the story that just like baseline they thought English speaking American people wouldn't understand. Maybe there was like. I don't know what that would be, but yeah, maybe. I mean, it's also because like, so there's quite a lot of um, content that eventually. To be clear, I didn't understand it as it was, right. so they might as well have just kept yeah. it. <laughs> um, there's quite a lot of content generated from this, um, but there are only three kind of source material items, and so I think that might also be part of it. Is that. Um, Whereas in a Japanese market, it's like, we're just going to release this as a mini series or a whatever. And yeah. Um, and then that will be that. Whereas it's like, oh, we want to get yeah. kind of more out of this. And we have a lot of content so we can kind of repackage it in different ways yeah. for a different market. Uh-huh. I think that yeah. is what's going on here. But yeah. Why don't we say to everyone, hello everyone, welcome to see you next week in space. I'm Sarah Walsh and I'm here with my co-host and sister, Amy Walsh. And Amy, why don't you tell people what we're talking about today? Yeah, we're talking about Robotech uh, and it's from 1985. The specific episode we watched was called Miss Macross, which was season one, episode nine, and it originally aired in March of 1985. Yes. Um, the IMDb description of this uh, entire program is that an alien spaceship crash lands on Earth and the technology and secrets she bears lead Earth into three destructive interplanetary wars. So that's rough. Whoa. <laughs> I did not I did not get any of that from what we watched. No, 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 no. And I don't think that there's any way one could. Um, and I will say right up at the top that, like, unlike other TV shows, I have not gone back to watch anything of this. So I am working off Wikipedia descriptions um, about, like, how the overarching story <laughs> holds together. Um, and that's not, like, because I hated this thing, as we'll talk about. Um, but this work week was kind of tough, and I didn't have a lot of extra time to take in content. Um, no, I get that, but, but I also just feel like, I, I don't, (laughs) there is really, like, something about, I don't like to hate on, like, animated stuff as a whole, as a genre. yeah. And say, Though like, I do, oh, it's only for kids, yeah, or I do you can't think, enjoy it if you're... I think out of the two of us, I probably like animation more than you. I think that's come across for sure. in the past. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. But I do think for me to enjoy an animated thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> at this point in my life, for, with my attention span, all the things... I need it to be somewhat geared towards adults. Like, I need some, I need it to be, not this. Fair (laughs) enough. And I'm not even sure if this was, if this was supposed to be for kids, because kind of, it's a little inappropriate in many ways. But, like, it's not like Archer that's, like, very clearly for adults. It's not like, um, you know, King of the Hill or any of those ones that are, like, very much an animated adult TV show. Um and otherwise, it re- it's really hard for me to, like, 
grab onto animated stuff. Yeah, I so I can say quite um, confidently that this certainly was envisioned for children um, because uh, basically part of what went into the reconstitution of these things. So um, Robotech is based off of anime material from the following three uh, series. Super Dimension Fortress Macross, or Maycross, I don't know what that means. Um, Super Dimension Cavalry Southern Cross, and Genesis Climber Mospeada? Mospeada? God knows how you're meant to... It's a big acronym. Is that an acronym? I, or I is... think so. Oh. Um, so those existed... See, okay, here's another, here's another thing. Every single one of those titles are gobbledygook. Right. Um, <laughs> to me. Yeah. Like, that tells me nothing yeah. about what they are. I mean, I think as well part of the problem is they're most certainly direct translations from Japanese. And sometimes um, yeah, that doesn't that. always work <laughs> in, in terms of, yeah. like, perhaps in Japanese, the equivalent of Super Dimension Fortress Macross would actually mean something that we're not getting. Yeah. Um, but yeah. so that's the source material for this. It's reconstituted for an English-speaking audience, um, and the way it was released is it was released, there would be five episodes a week. So each weekday, there would be another one coming out. And so that, to me, is like, that's meant for kids because it's going to come out after school. Like, every day after school. That's also super rare. Like, I don't think that any show that I ever watched was different every day. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's interesting. I can't remember what the hell I watched. <laughs> like, I mean, in terms of after school programming. We didn't always, I don't think I would have been capable of coming home and watching something at a time in the afternoon until junior high, actually. Um, because, like, <sighs> when we were younger, like up until sixth grade, we were in after school until five, pretty much every day. So That's true. there was no way I was going to come home and That's watch true. after school stuff then. I mean, but I remember watching, <laughs> this is going to age me and be embarrassing at the same time. I remember watching like, and maybe this was summertime, but I remember watching Stick Stickly and like all that kind of crap on Nickelodeon. Yeah. And those shows maybe were different every day. The like wild and crazy kids or whatever yeah. the hell those like weird yeah. like quote unquote, like reality shows of the day. Right. Um, maybe those were different every day and those were on after school, but beyond that, like Yeah, I mean like, I it was a particular format that I'm not sure I could only kind of see it being on something like Nickelodeon, where it's like every day at yeah. whatever time a new installment of this. This is the time slot. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. it's possible it was elsewhere. I don't totally know for sure. Actually, I wonder if the it was like a soap opera for kids. Yeah, certainly. Uh, let's see distribution. Let's see what distribution says. Um. Okay, so it was. On various DVDs, unsurprisingly. Mm. Um, But yeah, it looks like it was just various. There's nothing here that's super standing out, Mm. but like basically it does look as though it would have been in syndication. That's how you're going to get this at the time, um, unsurprisingly. 
And so for us, that probably would have been something like Nickelodeon would be my guess is where this would would have lived. If we, if yeah, we wanted to find sense. it, that's, I think, where it would have been. Um, but, but anyway, the format to me just suggests it's meant for children to some degree. Because, um, like, who else can watch something yeah. every day? Um, I... I don't know. And something so unintelligible. <laughs> um, well, in my opinion, and as like, well, because at that time, much more so than what you were about to say, like adults didn't watch cartoons. If it was a cartoon, it wasn't yeah. for adults, you know? So yeah, that's true. between it being animated and it being every day for the, for the following. So that's why this whole thing, it's three seasons all, all three seasons happened in 1985, and they just were relate, released every day, Monday to Friday, for 13 weeks. So... That is wild. Yeah. That is a wild schedule. Yeah. Um, but so the other thing to say uh, is that in terms of like... So this is a reconstituted set of media from Japan moving into international English-speaking markets that in turn... It has inspired an incredible amount of generation of subsequent media. Because um, the, there's like the original TV series. There are four movies that emerge out of the original TV series. Then wow. there are even more spinoff things happening. Um, as well as um, comic books and novelizations and various and role-playing games, um, video games. Uh, so this, I I had, I forget even how I ran across this show for us to look at. I don't remember. Um, but I am curious. But. <laughs> but I, like, I was in no way aware of how big this clearly was for some people. Mm. Um, and, and in fact, like, <coughs> over the past... You know, a week or so, the people I know who know I do a podcast were like, oh, what are you talking about this week? And I'd say Robotech, and some people would be like, that means nothing to me. And other people would be like, oh, yeah, I know it. So that just the fact that there were some... Really? That is interesting. Yeah, the fact that some people knew what I was talking about, I was like, oh, this is maybe a bigger deal than I realized. Just because some people... <laughs> no, but... Uh, like, I, Just because some people knew about it? Well, because the thing is, Amy, as you know, sometimes some of the things you pick on this show are so obscure that everyone is like, I have no frame of reference for this whatsoever. Um, like what? Who who hasn't seen Killer Clowns from Outer Space? Get out of well, here. Well, actually, I would be willing to bet that is another one that would have a surprising return rate of I've seen that or know what it is. Um, I mean things... A million percent, yeah. I think so. Because, uh, in fact, it's currently available for free in Australia, and my uh, Prime keeps saying, don't you want to watch this? And I'm like, fuck, no. <laughs> like, I watched it the one time. Yeah, and my... my Yeah, and my Hulu kept asking me if I want to watch it, and one day I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's the difference between you and me. That's one of the many. Um, <laughs> but, like, so what I'm saying is, is when somebody... When more than one person reacts with, I know what you're talking about, and it isn't like what we did over the summer of like men in black, but like, you know, then I'm yeah. like, oh, this is probably a bit more of a thing than I knew it to be. Um, 
Yeah. So, and certainly with the... Why is it called Robotech? I'm just thinking about, but... So, Robotech anyway. is the... So, we can just look at Wikipedia to tell us that. Um, so, Robotech um, was a phrase used by a model kit manufacturer um, in the mid-1980s. And it was a line of models that you made little mechas with. And we already, of course, know what mechas are from Mega Shark versus Mecha Shark. Um, oh, I, w- I was literally like, I don't know the words you're saying. No, it's, it's <laughs> like, it's not Transformers, but it's like Transformers, okay. you know? Got it, got yeah. it, okay. So there was already a model kit of making those little figures that were imported from Japan um, that were loosely based on the animes from Japan as well. And so um, when they were, when the company that is responsible for making the English language version of this, which is called Harmony Gold, um, USA, I think is what it's called. Harm- what? <laughs> I, Harmony Gold? Yeah. Um, this is in the era, this is a, like, I don't know if you have ever watched that thing on Netflix called The Toys That Made Us. Yeah. But so this is all this era of, like, are toys inspiring TV shows? Do TV shows need toys? Yeah. All this sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in this case... But what the heck does Harmony Gold mean? It's just a company. It's just a production company. Oh, 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 okay. I thought that was the name of a show. No, I was like, no, that, sorry. Those are just two words. No, sorry. <laughs> Harmony Gold USA is a production company. And... Okay, okay. They license the Japanese anime to create, oh, direct-to-video distribution. Um, and so, okay. in the end, because the TV show was coming out, but Robotech... The company that was making the Robotech models had already predated that. They were in a bit of a legal battle, it seems to be. And so then they ultimately decided that they were going to have a shared co-licensing agreement where the new show would be called Robotech so that then Robotech, uh, the Robotech models would continue to exist and it would be a tie-in to the show. That's what it appears to be like from the Wikipedia page. In terms of my understanding of internal to the show, the phrase Robotech is to speak about the technology that is taken from this alien craft that lands on Earth to start the whole saga. Okay. Uh, how is there a way? Because I can tell you are not understanding what I just said. <laughs> um... <laughs> No, it's fine. I get it. Um, Oh, yeah. So I'll say it the way Wikipedia says it. In the series, robotechnology refers to the scientific advances discovered in an alien starship that crashed on a South Pacific island. Okay. So basically... Do you think think that it ran into Tom Hanks? Wait, what? I'm not getting your reference. (laughs) Oh, because of Castaway. I only watched watched Castaway for the first time like this week. Wait. So that's just fresh in my mind. Wait, what? You had never seen Castaway before? I never watched it before. Oh my God. No, I like. 
I don't know why I go. I think because it's very long. It is I a long like one. Always it is been a like, long one. Eh, it's too long for me. And I like feel like I knew what happened just from um, popular culture. Like, yeah. Although I realized that I didn't because there was a lot of things where I was like, "Oh wait, what? This is what the deal is in this movie." But anyway, um, moving on. We don't have to oh, talk man. about Castaway. Oh man, I'm gonna have to ask you some follow up questions off air once this is over. Um, okay. So. The other thing I'll say as we're moving into the story itself, the it seems like all of the various like TV show, movie, whatever, it seems like generally speaking, that covers a time period lasting from 1999-ish to 2044-ish. Okay. Whoa. Um, that's a big leap. Yeah, it's a long time because it has to cover these three different battles of aliens attacking Earth, I guess, is the feeling. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of the cast, there is hardly anyone uh, that we need to know specifically for this episode. Um, but the the wider <sighs> cast in general... Um, if you look at their credits, not only have a lot of these people done voice work, they have almost exclusively done anime voice work. So doing... Well, I have so many questions about that first, the first person on your list here. I saw one of the credits, like, when we were at the top of the page, and I, like, had to hold in an audible laugh because <laughs> I... I want to know what that movie is. Yeah, so I I struggled in this show to know what anyone's name was. Um, oh, 0% did I know who anyone was. And it turns out we only need to know two characters. So I had already started doing the work of finding out about this third character, and then I realized I don't even think he's in this episode. Um, but I still kept it in, I think, perhaps for the same reason. Um... <laughs> so there's a character that may or may not be in this episode. I don't believe that he is called Rico. And that's voiced by a 36 year old Robert Axelrod, who I would also say this is probably the second reason I kept him in um, is because he went on to do the voice of Lord Zed from the mighty Morphin power Rangers Um Okay. And as I was just saying to you off air, even though Mighty Morphin Power Rangers are not anime, they are still similar in terms of kind of how Robotech functionally worked and how Mighty Morphin Power Rangers functionally worked. It's not only just that they also have to deal with kind of alien creatures and mecha coming from elsewhere. That's a similarity. But also that Mighty Mm -hmm. Morphin Power Rangers was... um, you know, adapting Japanese-made content for an English-speaking audience and creating new stories from existing footage, which is similar to what Robotech was doing Mm -hmm. as well. Um, Mm -hmm. The thing that I discovered that Robert Axelrod (laughs) was a part of was something called (laughs) F-A-R-T, the movie. Oh my god! I don't know why, but that is that laugh you did is like super. That was I didn't expect you to have quite as good of a reaction as that. 
Um, yeah, that is great. Like, I mean, and you said it nicely. You spelled the acronym. I would call it fart the movie. Well, that's the, and but see, I, to me, it's like they put the periods between it. And so it has to be. Yeah, good try, guys. No, I, I mean, I'm sure you're right. But when you read it, it says fart the movie. Well, yes, I know that. Um, but. Or F art. I don't know if that's any better. No, I, well, let's see. The poster for this movie. For, oh my God, if the poster. The poster does not have the, so the poster makes it look like it's called Fart the Movie. Um, <laughs> I need to look up the poster. Oh my God. I can't, if there is a movie out there called Fart the Movie and I haven't seen it, I'm. Okay, angry. and the, like, the poster's tagline says, Russell loves to fart. Heather hates farting. A love, oh my God. a love story. Oh That's what it God. says. What? I'm just telling and, you oh, facts. Oh okay, okay, okay. I just looked up. <laughs> I didn't even say this, but I was thinking in my head: if the cover art isn't just like a, <laughs> like a emoji of like wind. I will be mad. And there's literally cover art that is, like, looks sort of like that, but also has the, like, poison skull and crossbones. Oh, my God. Wait, what one are you looking at? I literally just looked up Fart the Movie, and it has, there's a yellow, oh, my God, it's on Tubi for free. (laughs) (laughs) Can we talk about that one instead? Um, The... Oh my gosh, this is so crazy. I am obsessed with this. Because I think you're looking at a different movie than me. Wait, really? How could there be two <laughs> called Part the Movie? Because, because... From 1991? Yeah, 1991. Because I don't see any cover art with a little wind on it. I see a cover art where it's two people. It's not wind. It's not wind but two people? Yeah. Okay, I see multiple covers. I'll be... Ver- okay, whoa. Wait a second. There might be... M- wait. I told okay. you there's more I than see, one. Like, multi- <laughs> wait, what is happening right now? Because... <laughs> I'm sorry. Whatever else we were going to talk about has now become null and void. Because what... I see so many covers. How many fart the movies are there? <laughs> wait. <laughs> oh. I... I am confused. I think they're all the same, but there's like multiple cover. That can't be. Maybe. Wait a second. Because, yes. Wait a second. But there's, there's also one from 2008, maybe? There's one from 2000 called Fart the Movie Big Wind on Campus. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. I can't breathe. Oh my God. Wait. <laughs> wait, what is happening right now? Oh, I'm... Wait. <laughs> wait. <laughs> what is going on? Oh, my God. Uh, I, that, like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah, I, like... What is going... What? Wait a second. I'm sorry. There's so much happening. But this one for whatever fart the movie from 1991, it's not even rated, Kesha is in it. Kesha is in it. Wait, what? Okay, literally just Google fart the movie and it comes up. There's a cast and Kesha is number two on the cast. That 
Wait. I don't know what's no. happening. That's... And this is the one, this one is the one with Robert Axelrod. I am so confused. Because I'm looking at one. I gotta watch this. What the fuck? Because I just clicked through. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. I'm so confused. Is this like, I wonder if there's like, there's, there's one more than that you one get. somehow. And they need to be really clear. Wait, where did you see that one with the tagline of the campus thing? Maybe that's this one with the white background. Yeah, the there's one where there's a group the, of people. This comedy. Yeah, the group of people. Yeah. And but where did you see that tagline that you said? That was so ridiculous. Um, I don't. Um, if you click the comedy that stings, this yes. one says the comedy that yes. stings. Oh, this one. Oh my, oh my god. god! I don't. I I'm so confused. How can there be? I am one with Kesha. <laughs> <laughs> How can there literally be like multiple multiple? <sighs> Fart movies. Because everybody knows farts are funny, and everybody, like, th- that people are gonna... Wait. So wow, now really, I... Wait, fart? The fair... Now I've found the thing called wait. Keshapedia that is saying supposedly she's in this movie, but I don't see her listed in the t- in IMDb. Well, go to Tubi later, <laughs> oh, and God. see if we can find fart the movie. It's supposedly on there, and we'll oh see whatever one that is. Holy mother of God. I really didn't think that this was gonna derail us quite as much well, there's, well, as it, it did. It looks like there's... <laughs> this is crazy. There, it looks like there's one that's maybe fart, <laughs> or again, multiple ones that have the F dot yeah f period dot period and then there's one that's just like straight up fart the movie like yeah what is happening um oh my god okay yes but so yes it is it is the one with robert axelrod that also has kesha in it i've now confirmed on multiple (sighs) i have got to watch that um i feel bad for isaac I am watching it perhaps tonight, and I think he is working, and I think that's going to be okay. Oh. I already made him watch Pippi Longstockings oh, this course, week, so. Of course. Perfect. Um, so, anyway, back to the this. Um, I'm, I don't think Robert. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I, don't know if I can talk about anything else. I'm, like, absolutely <laughs> out of my mind right now. <laughs> that's fair. Totally fair. Okay. Um. So, unfortunately, though, I don't think Rico makes an appearance in this episode, or if he does, I didn't notice it. Um, the two characters that we do need to know about are Lynn Min May and Rick Hunter. Lynn Min May was voiced by a 32 year old Rebecca Forstat, um, who, again, this was for you, I thought you should know. Her professional name at this time was Reba West. Like Reba McIntyre? I guess. I don't know. She just went by Reba West. <laughs> um, That's interesting. I wonder why. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, like, she, honestly, like, everyone in this cast, it seems like voice work kind of has its group of stars, right? We've talked about them before. Yeah. And it seems that in the anime world, there's a similar, like, cohort of people yeah. who are kind of only doing anime, and she's one of them. Yeah. Um, the guy who does Rick Hunter's voice is a 27-year-old Tony Oliver, 
who I think might actually be one of the two true creme de la creme um, anime voice actors because he plays this character named Lupin, who's in a series of uh, Mm -hmm. shows called Lupin the Third, which uh, I don't know anything about, but there are multiple different series of it that he is in, so I can only infer from that that this is kind of a big deal um, anime property. Um, and he's the main character voicing that and had been doing that for quite a while. Um, so that's really all we need to know about who is in this thing. Now, have you recovered from F-A-R-T, the movie, enough for us to move on? <laughs> I mean, not really, but I, I appreciate that we, we move on. I think it's fair to say we neither one of us will be the same again. After, like, there's... I don't think I will there's because like, I will be watching it and then there's like B F A R T and then there's yeah uh-huh. A A F R T um uh-huh. and or A F A R T yeah um we're we're in the after times yes, for yes. sure we we will <laughs> we will remain forever changed as a result of this knowledge um I just feel like yes. I maybe do want to see this movie at some point but I maybe don't want to see it when I can't have an edible as well. Like, that's, I think, going to be a main component <laughs> that's to fair. the enjoyment of that particular That's fair. Film. I, like, need to see... I need to see it, like, immediately. <laughs> so, I, like, I'm feeling, like, I'm feeling, like, a desperate need to... Uh, I, I need to know what, what the story about. is. Here. Yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Um... So as for the actual episode, um, as you said, this is a Miss Macross, and I chose this one in the hopes that it would be a bit of a standalone, which I think it is. Um, and it's about a beauty mm-hmm. pageant happening on a spaceship. Um, and I thought, I know we don't need to linger on credits because it's annoying how much I like them, um, but I thought this was a really... And I wasn't paying attention to that. I thought this was a really good one. Um, like a okay. lot of fun. Oh, yeah? Yeah, like very, like, and then like, um, you know, footage of people flying planes Don't real fast. Don't they kind of sound and, like that, though? Um, no, I really could tell, like, as a, as a credits aficionado... Um, I could yes, tell true. that there was a difference <laughs> about this okay, and it okay. was better and more compelling. Um, okay. and then we open up in a restaurant of some persuasion and Minmay and, uh, Rick are having lunch, I guess, together. Um, and I don't mm-hmm. know how this whole will they, won't they thing kind of transpires across the series, but it's pretty clear that Rick like would like to have Minmay as his girlfriend. And I do, I mean, this is a little bit of a thing, not that I've watched much anime, but I've watched enough to know that when it's not completely fantastical anime, when it's like got real human beings in it, even if they're fighting aliens and whatever all else they're doing, there's always this like romantic portion where there's always some boy who's kind of quite lovesick over a girl who's constantly tossing her hair and saying oh Rick I can't have a boyfriend right now like or that (laughs) or if if not I can't have a boyfriend now right now it's like well we're just friends you know (laughs) 
some kind of variation mm-hmm. on that theme. Um, and that's what's what Minmay is saying to Rick at this moment. There was also rather a strange bit that I'm sure you would not have super paid attention to because <sighs> Minmay says, isn't it interesting that they've added a sky to the ship? Yeah, I did not notice her, that her saying that, but what does that mean? So, like, there's... Like a fake sky to make it seem like you're outside? Like it, you're on Earth, yeah. Because um, they're sitting in this restaurant, and it's a beautiful sunny day with trees and stuff in the background. And that's the whole thing. This this is taken from a, a different content thing, where presumably oh. it was happening some amount on Earth. But this show isn't happening oh. on Earth. And so they've had okay. to explain... Why they're singing in a restaurant with sky in the background. Oh. Oh, see, I definitely didn't understand those nuances. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. My, the only way I was able to work that out is because of how much science fiction I've watched. And I was like, oh, yeah. Got it. They're on this massive, like, they're on what in some, uh, I don't know that it would be quite the same nomenclature, but... There are some shows where they talk about something called a generational ship. And the idea there is that, like, we get on, like, a Noah's Ark situation where we're, like, on mm-hmm. this ship and we might be on it for decades. And so it's been designed mm. for us to, like, have real, like, a life cycle and whatever. And it's meant to mimic Earth, yeah. Earth's conditions in various ways. And so that's what she's saying here is that they've added a sky Okay. to the, the big giant-ass ship that they are living in. Um, wow, that's so interesting. And then I can't remember, I don't totally remember what happens first, but we learn that Minmay has been, is a finalist for this pageant called the Miss Macross pageant. So I think actually Macross maybe is the name of the ship that they're on. I think that's right. Yeah, they say it a lot of times. Yeah. So. And they have like an ad or a news brief. I'm not totally sure what it is, but they do the same clip over and over a number of times throughout the episode <laughs> where it's like explaining like, there's this beauty pageant. Don't forget about the beauty pageant. Watch the beauty pageant. Yeah. Um, and so one, as that ad is broadcast across the entire ship, there are Zentradi ships in the area as well. And we don't really need to know much about this for our purposes today. But from what I gather, the Zentradis are the alien enemies of the first kind of like invasion of Earth situation. Okay. So not relevant to this specific episode, but just so we know. There are some enemies... And they are monitoring all of the communications coming out of the Maycross ship. And so they intercept this thing about a beauty beauty pageant. And this got kind of lost. Um, And I don't know that it was lost in translation or just lost, period. But um, the whole... So this piques their interest and they decide that they need to do recon because they don't know what a beauty pageant is. Oh, interesting. They're probably better for it. Yeah, it's not a great element of human culture and society. Uh, <laughs> we could probably do away with it. Um, but yeah. then again, considering that probably I think this, 
I think this episode is probably meant to happen somewhere around 2010. So it's in line with that. <laughs> we still have them. Um, I mean, yeah. So, so they go out thinking that this pageant thing is some sort of potentially military operation, basically, is their whole thing. Um, then we arrive in this massive stadium where the pageant is going to be held. Again, it looks as though this is on Earth. So, yeah. It, you know. I was very, I will say, like, I, paying attention, not my jam, but I was very confused about, like, where we were. I sort of thought maybe we were even, like, possibly jumping back and forth from Earth to some ship. Sure. And I wasn't sure. I was I was not. Well, that's the I thing. I did not track that. Is that what we're meant to know is that the Maycross ship is so massive that there are parts of it that look like a city circa early 2000s mm-hmm. and parts of it that look mm-hmm. like a ship. And... Yeah. And so that's what it is. So this that was confusing. It is confusing. Um, so the stadium is is I guess where we might describe like not the living quarters, but the living area of a ship is there. Um, and all okay. of the finalists for the pageant are revealed. Now this must be a really big ship because it says that four hundred really big. Yeah, four hundred women started out having like applied to be in this pageant, or however you start out. And then the finalists have been winnowed down to 28. And the prize for the winner is her own personal spaceship, um, which seems cool. Whoa. That's a good prize. Yeah. (laughs) And it's interesting, too, because I was like, oh, so, like, it's this beauty pageant, which is this retrograde sexist thing. And then she wins this cool-ass spaceship because it's the future. (laughs) <laughs> like that she can drive? Yes. I mean, I guess that's sort of progressive. I mean, I but I guess what it's more like is like in this world, it's like getting a cool car. That would be like a car? Yeah. 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 Which, by the way, I've heard is kind of a scam when you win a car no, on a show. No, you don't want it. they don't pay for insurance right. and all no, that no, kind no, of crap. No, no, no. And it ends up being, same thing when they give you like a house, I think. Yeah. Um, so then, uh, Rick is trying to go see Min May compete in the pageant, but then some alarms go off in, like, the ship's headquarter room, and I, th- I guess that's because there's the Zentradi recon ship coming nearby, um, and so they're like, we've got to find Rick, he's the one, I guess it was, like, his turn to be monitoring the patrol or whatever. Um, But he's out Mm -hmm. trying to see this pageant. In the meantime, Min May is sitting backstage at the pageant and is quite sad because Rick hasn't come. Um, I don't know how she knows he hasn't. Um, And then she's also sitting next to um, a famous actress who is also in the pageant. So I mean, um, I just feel like every... <laughs> I feel like everything that was happening was just, like, random. I think maybe that's why I didn't follow it. I didn't feel like there was a linear story yeah. happening. Yeah, I mean, I just... Because she asks for this woman's autograph. And so, like, again... This is... I'm like, man, oh, man. 
either kids are dumb or they're brilliant because you have to do a lot of connecting the dots on your own for this show. Um, yeah. Because what to me, I'm like, what I infer from that is that, in fact, whatever society is on this ship is so developed and so um, large enough anyway to where it has... It mirrors all kind of the social hierarchy that Earth had. So we have a movie star, and she makes, yeah. and I guess she makes movies on the ship. I don't know, um, <sighs> you know. And it's down to like just some other lady, you know. Like I, I, I don't really know. Yeah. Um, but then it's time for Min May to go out and do her walk in her evening wear, um, and then she answers some questions. Uh, we also learned that Minmay is 16 years old. Um, this is where it gets weird for me. Yeah, I, and I, it's not clear to me how old Rick is. Um, so maybe it's mm, not. That's questionable. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what that is about, but it's concerning. Like if he's 18, then I guess it's yeah. okay. If it's more than that, then mm. I'm concerned. Um. Yeah. But. So again, he he does manage to see some portion of this pageant because um, she when she's at the end of the kind of runway, they're like, so do you have a boyfriend? And again, she's like, oh no, I couldn't have a boyfriend. I think it's more fun to just see a bunch of people, you know? And, um, but she doesn't mean she's actually dating a bunch of people. She just means like, I can't yeah. have any boyfriends <laughs> right now. Um, yeah. And I'm 16. I don't know if you knew this. Well, that, well, one, don't ask a 16 year old girl like anything about her personal life. You don't want to know it. And Please. it's, and it's not just Please. because it's like actively gross in some capacities. It's like literally you don't want to know what the interior life of a 16 year old girl is. It's not going to be good. <laughs> um, God. Just, just back away as quickly That's fair. as you can. Yeah. Um, but so she's like saying this, Rick looks a bit despondent, but he can barely linger on this because then um, an alarm sounds saying, we're looking for Rick Hunter, where is Rick Hunter? So we're reminded that they're on a ship, even though he looks like he's outside. Um, <laughs> and then he calls up headquarters um, or the control room or whatever you'd call it on a payphone that looks like a red telephone box from England. <laughs> Like, um, so weird. And then he's like, what's up? And they're like, you got to go because this ship has come nearby us. You need to, like, get it out of here. And he's like, okay. So he has to leave this uh, the pageant to go put himself into his mech. Um, and so this I thought was interesting, too. So, like, he goes out into space in an actual Transformer-style mech rather than a spaceship. Um, and then he's using that to fight the Centrady ship that has come in close contact and close proximity to the Maycross. Um, while he's doing this, apparently he's like, I'm good at multitasking. I'll watch the broadcast of the pageant <laughs> while I'm doing this. Um, similarly though, okay. when we cut to the Centrady ship, they're also watching the broadcast 
And now it's the swimsuit competition portion of the pageant. This part made me uncomfortable too. Uh, what was, we- well, I don't know even what to think about this. Because again, because the Zentradi don't know what a pageant is, and because they've mm-hmm. perceived it as some sort of <laughs> military exercise, um, when they're mm-hmm. looking at Min Mei in her bathing suit, they're like, that's some kind of new armor. Oh, but they also like the, I feel like the drawing close-ups on her butt and that was weird. Yeah, it probably does. <laughs> I mean, it probably does. I don't really I remember. remember. They like, cl- I feel like they close up on her butt and she like picked a wedgie. Like I'm not oh, even God. kidding. Oh God. I feel like that. <laughs> oh, no. I feel like that was, <laughs> maybe not, maybe I'm misremembering, but I really feel like, and I was like, wait, what is happening here? That, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they did, uh, you know, that's a bit of fan service that wouldn't seem out of character to this genre, I would say. Um, It made me uncomfortable. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, But meanwhile, both the Zentradis and Rick eventually have to fight each other and can't be continuing to watch this pageant. Um, And ultimately, Rick manages (laughs) to blow up the Zentradi ship. Um, We... Get back to, but in that process, he kind of like passes out because it, like, the mech doesn't explode, but it gets pretty banged up. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. back um, in the stadium, Min Mei is finally selected the winner of the pageant, um, much to the chagrin of this actress woman who is also still there. Um, <laughs> and then it seems like Rick maybe comes to. As she's winning, and he sees that on his screen, I think. Um, and then mm-hmm. the like, then we get this voiceover, which I don't think started the show, but did end the show, um, where it's like, and now there you have it, one of Min May's wildest dreams have come true, and get ready for the next episode where we go, blah blah blah, like dot dot dot, off to the next thing. So weird. Well, and especially now that I'm really thinking of it. I'm like, oh. Nothing happened. Well, one, nothing happened. But two, that voiceover is probably like another component to like making this, whatever story they've created out of pre-existing material, they probably need that voiceover to like somehow blend things together. Yeah. Um, Oh, for sure. I just, I'm surprised then they didn't use it at the start either, but like fine. Yeah. but I was just like, I would have thought there'd be more of anything in this. Like, if it's about the pageant, yeah. then why didn't we see more of the pageant? If it's about, like, how the Zentrades... Him fighting. Yeah, yeah. Like, then show more of that. It was just, like, not a lot of anything. Um, and this, yeah. this may well be the shortest outline I've ever done in my life for this I movie. know. I loved it. Um, but that's it. I mean, I love it. I love things that are simple, but I definitely didn't know what the hell was going on in this. You do have to hit like a sweet spot of like, we're not over explaining, but here, this, the story is just this, you know, that's fine. Yeah. Um, this I think could have benefited from even maybe an additional two to four minutes of just 
No, no, no. Rounding no, no. out some things might have helped for me. No, no, no. Personally. No more extra minutes. Uh, not for you, mm, though. I don't need any extra minutes. I know you don't <laughs> want that, but I could have handled it and perhaps would have found more to latch on to if that had happened. Mm. Um, but so, yeah. yawns and eye rolls. One yawn is... Um, this totally got me and I was watching it with bated breath the whole time. And 10 eye rolls is like, I could barely keep my eyes on the screen for the 2336 that this was. Ooh. um, You know, this was up there for me. Even though it was short, I was pretty... Uh, I was also trying to like squeeze it in like you mentioned before we were talking about this like I was trying to like squeeze it in like end of the week like I just got to like another thing on my to-do list like uh, so it was up there for me I might say like eight I was pretty bored slash ready for it to be over Mm. yeah I think I was just so exhausted I'm not in a place to super fairly judge um (laughs) but yeah, so I think I'll just give it a five. Like, it was nothing, it was certainly not the the worst thing I've ever seen or the most boring, but it wasn't great uh, in that respect. And for either. the shortness of it, it should have been more gripping. Yeah, I, do, I would me, have like, liked you, it to you, be you, a bit more zazzy or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then eye rolls. One eye roll is, this convinced me of its world, no follow-up quest- questions. Um, and 10 eye rolls is like, I have no concept of if this is a world and I have lots of follow-up questions. Ooh, well now, see you answered a lot of my questions within this conversation. So, Mm. but I think prior, I'll judge it from prior to our conversation. I think I was fully not understanding the world. Okay. Um, so, so generally like when I, when we like do eye rolls or when I think of eye rolls, it's like, oh, this is so crazy. It's not even that this was crazy. I think all of like the sci-fi elements are probably pretty normal. Yeah. I just didn't really think they came across. I didn't understand them. So for me, then eye roll wise, it's pretty high too, like nine-ish. I really didn't know what was happening. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to do another one, just an even shot across the board five, because like, again, like I said, if you've watched a lot of science fiction, you can do the work to make this make sense. Um, but they don't provide and if you're you. like me, you don't want to do the work. Yeah. You want, they you don't want the show provide to do you. the work. Yeah, they don't provide <laughs> you with enough information in my mind to super do that very fairly. Um... So I'll just give it a a solid five. Um, And then ultimately, did you like this and would you recommend it? That's going to be a hard pass from me. Mm -hmm. I mean, the one, uh, again, uh, the one thing I will give it is that it does seem, most of the episodes seem to be free on YouTube. So it's like an easy find. Um. So that is one point for it. But for me, that's not enough for me to ever return to it. So, yeah, probably I wouldn't recommend it. Yeah. um, I 
Yeah, I'm just maybe not as much of a fan of anime to forgive it in the same way as I forgive other things. Um, I yeah. didn't find this super compelling. Um, I think there yeah. are probably, if you like anime and you like mechs and you like space stuff, I'm almost, I think there, there's yeah, I better think there's stuff. There's more you interesting know? stuff. And, per, and yeah. perhaps the better stuff, which now you probably could find in a way in 1985 you couldn't, Maybe you want to watch the original source yeah. material of this thing, you yeah. know, and that might be a better show. Yeah, possibly it makes more sense. <laughs> um, but that being said, certainly there's plenty of spin-off material, which maybe is better because it kind of probably is a more coherent uh, story once yeah. you're once you're allowed to make your own content. Um, but no, I would say this is not something I'm going to enthusiastically say that I liked. I, I can't enthusiastically recommend it. Um, I don't even know that I would say it's a good napping show um, because uh, you, I don't even care about it enough <laughs> to, to watch it yeah. as a napping There's show. A really, I mean, you know, we talk about napping shows a lot, and I think, like, maybe if someone doesn't understand that concept, they would think that that means, like, shows that aren't very good right. or even boring. Or that actively put you to sleep. Show. Like, yeah, it's really not. Like, I will, I'm not even kidding. Like, I will spend time trying to figure out the exact show and or movie I want to be sleeping to. Yes. And it's weird. I agree. Like, I feel the same. It's a weird science. <laughs> Yeah. It's a weird science. I and I can't it's hard to explain and it's hard like <sighs> Yeah, like I do it with Christmas movies. I yeah, do I, like yeah. I mean they're like Christmas movies and specifically like they're usually Christmas movies that like I kind of actually hate a little bit. It's so weird. <laughs> anyway, it's a hard it's a hard It's not everything can it's be a, hard, a napping show or movie. No. Not everything can. You can fall no. asleep to anything, truthfully. Like if you're tired yes. enough, you can do that. But if you're like, what I want to do is spend the next couple hours on this Saturday or Sunday afternoon lying on my couch, sort of going in and out of consciousness, there's a very specific set of parameters yes. that are aligned with that yes. in terms of what the sounds will be coming out of your television and that sort of thing. A million percent. And also length comes into play. Like oh, for I sure. also, you know, want something that's going to continually keep playing. Yes. I mean, that's a part of it. Like... Um, yeah, this is, I don't think this would, this would sort of make me angry in the background, I feel like. <laughs> well, certainly for you. It's not your <laughs> cup of tea at all. Well, but yeah. then you can just, you can soothe yourself now and go watch Fart the movie. So, you know. Oh my God, I cannot wait. I oh think my both God. me and all of our listeners look forward to you reporting back next week about Fart I'll the movie. I'll give my review. <laughs> um, looking forward to it. So thank you so much, Amy. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. I am Sarah and we will see you next week in Spain. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I'm just
prepping for my movie. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of See You Next Week in Space. This is a production by Amy and Sarah Walsh with artwork provided by Riley Brown. If you'd like to learn more about our show, please check us out at seeyounextweekinspace.com or follow us on Instagram at seeyounextweekinspace. Until the next one.